This is Bucket Talk, a weekly podcast for people who work in the trades and construction that aren't just trying to survive, but have the ambition and desire to thrive. The opportunity in the trades and construction is absolutely ridiculous right now. So if you're hungry, it's time to eat. We discuss what it takes to rise from the bottom to the top with people who are well on their way and roll up their sleeves every single day. All right, this episode of Bucket Talk is going to be a banger. We got Keaton, a.k.a. The Muscle, from Diesel Brothers on the show. Welcome, Keaton. Thank you, my man. I'm uh, I'm excited to be here. I love, love your stuff, so I'm happy to be on the podcast. Awesome, awesome. Um, so this podcast obviously is about the trades and construction. Um, you have gotten down and dirty with Diesel Brothers. You've done some crazy stuff. Um <clears throat> Just want to get a little background of, you know, where you started out as a kid, um, some of the life, life lessons you've learned along the way, and then, and then rolling right into what you what you're doing today. But yeah, go far, go far back. Um, you know what, dude? So it's kind of simple. I've always, always been just a nut job with anything that had to do with a motor. I yeah. love, I, I love anything with a motor. So, dude, as far back as I can remember, I was a motorhead. I was a guy that wanted to tear shit apart, break stuff, ride stuff, anything that you could put gasoline in, I was all about. So dude, as I got to, as I got kind of older, that's kind of what I focus on. In fact, my first like vehicle for me was a rundown Bronco that I had to tear apart and pretty much put back together. Um, and of course we lifted it and did the big wheels and tires. But dude, I grew up essentially wanting to modify every single thing I could possibly get my hands on. So when I turned 21, I realized I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't want to do the uh, the nine to five thing. So I, yep. I kind of ran down the road of being an entrepreneur and I started building businesses kind of the same way that I built and modified cars. Yep. And in the interim of all of that, um, when I was about 24, um, I actually grew up with Diesel Dave and Heavy D. When I was about 24, we connected and we decided we wanted to start building trucks and doing a giveaway and building a company. So we actually built what was considered to be diesel sellers at the time. Um, and so, dude, I, uh, I put all that together and we started doing crazy shit and crazy builds. And then the Discovery Channel reached out to us and they were like, hey, we want to do a TV show with you guys doing crazy shit, building your business and building trucks. So I got put on a TV show with the Discovery Channel, which was kind of crazy, um, but it worked out perfectly. We uh, we had eight seasons of the Diesel Brothers. And in the interim of that entire time, what most people don't know is I was building businesses. I actually have built 35 companies since I started around 21 years old. And dude, it's been it's been crazy. It's been crazy. So that's my life now. That's that's wild. I mean, that's that's a lot to chew on, too, because, you know. I know that when I was, you know, first starting out in the automotive industry, I was looking to my mentors, to my boss, like, how do I become a shop owner one day? Um, honestly, I shied away from it. I've watched this, a lot of your stuff, and I think I had the know-how to do it, you know, from the shop perspective, but it was just like the business angle, the, um, you know, how do you set up payroll? How do you do the HR? How do you get the permitting? How do you do all this stuff? And what I gather from you is it's like, honestly, just fucking do it and let everything fall in place. It's the 100%. easiest now. It's the easiest now to start a business than it ever was before. That being said, like, that's easy to say, but like, 
what are some of the tips and tricks you can give there to, to a young, a young guy that's out there wanting to start his own automotive shop, landscaping company, something like that? You know, dude, it's really, really simple. Um, I tell people a really simple rule. Stop fucking analyzing and start doing. Most people, they analyze themselves into being paralyzed. In fact, we call it analysis paralysis. And that's what mm -hmm. 99% of the world does. They tell me about how they're going to do it, what it's going to look like, what it's going to take, how hard it's going to be, all of the obstacles. And then they just keep thinking and thinking and thinking. Let me tell you something. There is only one difference between success and failure. Only one. And it's actually just doing shit. And here's the thing, dude. Everybody who's ever done anything worth a shit has been because they were willing to continue to do things rather than just sit and talk about it and analyze it and think about it and prepare for it. So for those of your listeners that are listening, they're like, dude, what do I do? Like, if I really want to get something, whatever it is, dude, the, the job you want, the business you want, the life you want, whatever it is, the bottom line is, is you got to fucking do. If you can't do, you're going to continue for the rest of your life thinking about what you should do. And then when you go to your deathbed, which a lot of people do, you go to your deathbed with this thought like, holy shit, dude, I thought myself through life. And I didn't do through life what I should have. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, and that's, that's an awesome piece of advice to take away. Um, I, there was one thing that my boss said to me a while back. And when you get into your thirties and forties, you start to realize that, that like, there's a lot more on the table. There's a lot more risk involved. So when you're, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22, and you don't have things like a house, a mortgage, a family, you know, all these responsibilities, um, failure at the time is just like, what are you going to lose? Like, what, what are you going to lose at that point in time? So actually you should be primed to start a business and fail then and continue the process until something gets going. Dude, hundred percent. That's the problem is <laughs> what are you? So I tell people this all the time. I actually do this exercise. I, I mentor now and I do yep. this exercise with people. What are you afraid of? What's keeping you from doing, right? And if most people would stop thinking about what they're afraid of and actually go through the process of what worst case scenario is, right? Mm -hmm. So what if I start a business and it fails? What if I get that job and I can't perform? What if I can't do this? Dude, go to the very worst. Go to the worst case scenario and find out really quickly. It's just not that bad. You know what yeah. would suck? is going to your deathbed knowing you had all this potential and you fucked it off by not doing anything. Well, you may, I mean, maybe it is that simple. I mean, obviously you're, you're, you're showing it through action that it is that simple, but like you started somewhere, you started oh, sure. grinding it out. Like wh where you are now is, is a product of hard work and, and grit and all the determination that you have. But like, where were you when you first started turning businesses? What were, what was your first business? So dude, I was, uh, well, my first, first business off the record before I went to taxes and had, you know, <laughs> had like an actual business. Um, I actually started doing athletic training when I was like, I think 17 or 18. Yep. I graduated high school. I went and played college football and I came home and I had tons of parents in the community that wanted me to train their kids on how to become better athletes. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll do it. Dude, I didn't have a business license. I didn't have insurance. I didn't have anything. But you know what I did have? I wanted to make a ton of money. That's it. That's all I wanted to do. 
So I was yep. like, I'm just going to do it, dude. I didn't even have the right equipment. I would show up at a stadium and make them do shit at a stadium. Because again, dude, the difference between me and most people, even from the age of 17, was I was like, I'm just going to do this shit and figure it out along the way. Whereas, you know what most people would have done? They would have said, oh, shit, I have a business idea. Cool. Let's go register the business. Now let's do the tax stuff. Let's open up a bank account. Let's make sure we have a name and a logo. Oh, we should get a website. We should do this. And then we should have this program. And then I need to go buy all of this equipment. Well, guess what? At 17, I don't have any money. Oh, I guess I'm not going to do it. The bottom line is, is that you got to fucking do. You got to be in a place where you're just willing to do. And when you do, you're going to make mistakes. Be willing to make the mistakes. The only yeah. mistake you shouldn't make is the one that you don't do anything. And yeah. that's, you know, hopefully, and I, I, you know, I don't know your, your demographic or the people that are listening to this. A this lot of them probably, dude, they probably have killer ideas, killer ideas, whether it's building a house or chasing a dream or building a business. And I'm telling those who are listening right now, that shit will die with you if you do not choose right now to make the change of actually doing rather than talking about it. Go build the house, go buy the plane, go build the business, go take the job, go do and be whatever it is, but do it. Stop talking about it. Stop thinking about it. Stop wishing for it. Go do it. Dude, I'm, well, not, yeah. I'm not special. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I'm not special. I just, the only thing I'm good at is I'm just like, let's just go do it. If I burn, if I burn it down, I burn it down, but let's just go do it. Well, and that's and that's what's crazy is 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 our demographic, our group of people that listen to this are doers. They're the people that move America. They're the people that build America. And um, they're out there doing it every day, whether they're sick and tired, doesn't matter. The problem is, is that we've been held down for so long at like this is what you're good at and this is what you'll only aspire to. So, again, I think that to some degree, those dreams are crushed. Like I was told. Growing up, you'll never amount to anything. Not for my parents. God, I love them. They were my, yeah. they were my most amazing supporters. But outside of that, it was like you're not a good student. Um, you know, you you're borderline a criminal. Um, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and it was always somebody telling me that, like, if you don't straighten up or if you don't, you're not going to be something. And then what ended up happening is, is I I started networking with the right group of people. Uh -huh. People that were doers and people that were empowers and wouldn't hold you down. And then things started to happen. I started to believe in myself. I started to do, and it took one step, then the next step, then the next step. So you're absolutely hitting on all cylinders with the people um, that listen to this podcast. It'll absolutely resonate. I love that, dude. I love that. You know, one of the things I will say is this, and hopefully this is those people. Um. It's not hard work that gets you successful. In fact, the people who listen to this are probably the hardest workers in America. And somehow they're not the richest and they're not the most successful because hard work is not where it's at. It's hard work mixed with discipline and the ability to see one's potential. The problem is, is that these people don't actually see their full potential of what they are capable of. You know, it's like I see some of these guys that are building these huge companies. They're 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 working inside as a CFO or as as the head um, uh, shit. What's the word uh, foreman as the yep. head foreman of the company 
all the way down to the peon that's running around getting shit for people. The right. reality is, is that that network, that whole infrastructure wouldn't work without them, but they're tricked into thinking that they can't do anything without that company. And the reality is, is they need to realize their potential and then go work hard, not just sit there and work hard for no apparent reason with zero vision. So, so again, dude, a little nugget I'll give for those people who are listening, like you need to mix hard work with vision. And if you can, for just a minute, get a vision in your mind that you're capable of much more than you're currently doing, and then mix it with the hard work, because we both know your listeners work their, they just work their hands to the bone. Hell yeah. If we could get them to capture the vision of how, like literally how capable they are to be successful and then integrate that hard work. Oh my dude. I'm telling you right now, they crush. They crush yeah. all day long. Yeah. And, um, you know, a, a lot of people now, like, you don't need to go to business school. You don't need to get an MBA. You don't need to do any of this stuff. Information is readily available. Fucking chat GPT, Google, Reddit, you name it. Like, the information is out there. Just go and grab it. And you'll be able to, you know, I mean, work with other people. Networking's huge. Um, go, go and say, hey, how'd you build your business? Do you mind if I shadow you or whatever? And, and, uh, so, so this is what I want to say to that, just cause I, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but this is a no, really important point. Um, and dude, because I really want to bring value to your listeners. Cause a lot of them are like, well, shit, dude, I work hard and I'm not being as successful as I want to. Let right. me tell you what, what the key to success is for those that work hard. And, and again, I want to give this statistic. Dude, there's only 10% of the entire world that works as hard as the men and women that are listening to this podcast. I'll just tell you that right now, which means you should be the top 10% of the most successful in the world, but you're not because you're not willing to invest in yourself. They're not. They, they work day in and day out. They pay their bills. They do their thing. They never really invest in themselves. Now, what does that mean? And this is the reason I bring this up because you actually said it. Investing in yourself means go to people that you see have the life that you seek and ask them how they did it. And that means most of the time that means, hey, man, how do I pay you to get your advice? Because, dude, that's what I did. I literally went to people who had the life I saw. And, dude, I was a hard worker. But yeah. I wasn't being successful until I had a mentor, quote unquote. And dude, he wasn't even a mentor because he literally was like, I've never really coached anybody, but you're asking me how I got what I got. And I'm going to tell you, dude, I paid that guy. I remember I paid him 2,500 bucks a month for like four months. It was like all the money that I had. Yeah. But what he did is he opened my eyes to the ability that I had and to the potential that was out there. And then he was like, dude, you're working too hard without a vision. Yeah. And then he actually showed me what I needed to integrate. So this is that piece that I really want these people who are listening to, to kind of focus on. You need to invest in yourself. Everybody, especially tradesmen, are willing to spend money to go to trade school. That's investing in yourself. Why wouldn't you continue that path of investing in yourself? Why would you stop at, tr at trade school? Why not find someone who makes more money? who's more successful, who has the life you want and say to them, Hey man, I want to have what you have. What, what's it going to cost me to get that information so I can have those things. I'm tired of working day in and day out with no vision. I'm tired of busting my ass. I'm a harder worker than everybody, which I'm sure your guys are. 
and then say, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to just invest in myself. And I guarantee you when, when these people do that, oh, dude, the sky's the limit because hard work is rare. But those who have it are building, <laughs> they're building the infrastructure of America when they should be building their own dreams. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I fuck, if I could do it all over again, I'd be following your advice. I wish I, wish I had this advice at a younger age, and I guess that's why, that's why we're doing this podcast. But um, all right, so you've, you've built multiple businesses. Um, you, what are you guys, in your eighth season of Diesel Brothers? I mean, that's yeah, just I think, insane. I think it's like eight or ninth season. We actually are done. Our last season was just aired, oh, just less than a year ago. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we all got tired of it. The, uh, the, the Hollywood is, is exactly what people think it is. It's a bunch of crazy-ass people that want to control everything you do. And so we just said, you know what, man, we don't want to do this anymore. And, and heavy D said, I'm going to do my own. And that's why he started his YouTube channel, which has been yep. crushing. Yep. Um, and dude, and I kind of got tired of cameras on me all the time anyway. So I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. They yep. definitely were not happy with us. I will tell you that much. <laughs> they, uh, they definitely were not happy with us. Um, but we just said, Hey man, we're done. We, we had our run and we're grateful for it, but we don't want to do this anymore. So, so we're done with the, uh, the episode and the show. They've actually since in the last few weeks actually reached out to us wanting to do a new show and we told them no. So they're not, again, they're not really happy. That's wild. I mean, just, just to honestly, you know, D Diesel Dave, Heavy D, um, yourself, you know, you guys were all snot nose at one point in time and, and you guys have worked up to now you're turning down a major network to continue <laughs> what the fuck you want to do. I mean, you're literally sticking it to the man. That's amazing. <laughs> like that. I like uh, most of us will have to report to a boss for the rest of our life. And that's, you know, you guys, you guys embody what we, what we dream about. And uh, you know, that's, that's amazing. What's one of your, what's one of your craziest builds that, that, uh, that you were a part of and you liked, you know, if, uh, if, people are familiar with the stuff we did to this day my favorite build ever is the bro dozer um <laughs> that was by far my favorite and the reason isn't because it was such a cool build but rather because it was so reliable even after we built it dude we have beat we have built and and done so many different vehicles but we have beat the dog shit out of that bro dozer and it just continues to perform over and over and over again that's crazy. It's actually I might be trademark infringing because um, anytime my my son does something, I call him Bro Dozer. He fucking <laughs> loves love it. it. He absolutely loves it. But um, yeah, no, it, it's what what are some of the what are some of the challenges you guys had over at um, um, Diesel Brothers with? I mean, you guys always had to push the envelope. It was always the next best thing. Like it was always a new build. Like. What was one of your biggest challenges that you guys faced that you guys were like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore or um, like, how are we going to accomplish this? What was one of the like you guys had to have had something looking back going, fuck, for sure. that was for insane sure. that we overcame it. You know, um, this is the and it was kind of it's kind of a general. But, dude, after you build so many things over eight seasons you yep. get into that place where it's like, what what else are we gonna build, dude? Yeah. We've built we've built buses and motorcycles and boats and cars and trucks and airplanes and I mean, dude, everything. And at some point you turn around and you're like, 
what's left for us to build? Like plain yeah. and simple, what's left for us to build? There isn't anything. We can't. We just can't. <laughs> um, and that's really the big issue is that Discovery Channel wanted to keep ringing us out for episodes. And then we were like, well, we're going to build this. Or we're going to build this. They're like, well, you've already done that. It's like, yeah, we, we built everything. So for you to try to string us out, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to work because we've built everything we could possibly build. I mean, sure, we can build it bigger or sleeker or whatever. But, dude, at some point, you've built everything. That's the big problem with most reality shows is, dude, you run out of content. Because at the end of the day, dude, eight seasons and, I don't know, 80 episodes or whatever or, or 100. Ep- I don't even know how many episodes we did. You run out of shit that you built. And yeah. that was the biggest thing we ran into. And then they wanted to press us to do new, bigger shit. And it's like, what do you want us to build? A, a new world? There's nothing left. <laughs> well, it was... I've I've caught a couple of episodes and actually the two that stick out were um the one where the the kid did the Eagle Scout project and you guys went out and uh pulled all those cars out of the ravine and oh, I thought yeah. that that was cool that you guys are going in a new direction and same yep. with with California the amount of fucking equipment that you guys trekked to California to oh, dig yeah. everybody out like yeah like that's that's got to be fulfilling Dude, the thing is, when you talk about content, new content, that shit never gets old. Like helping people and and getting people. That's why Heavy D essentially went to the YouTube channel because it didn't, it wasn't like, well, what's new? What's new? It's like, no, dude, this is what we like to do. And this is what we're going to film. And if you don't like it, that's okay. You don't have to like it. We're going to continue to do this. And it, dude, it's been really, really beneficial. That's crazy. So you know, for all, for all the, I guess there's probably, you, you've made it. So there's gotta be some haters out there. One oh, thing yeah. that you can say is you never fucking sold out. Um, no, we stay- definitely didn't do that. <laughs> you guys are staying true to yourself. Um, that's awesome. Um, let's talk cars. Okay. What's the fucking best car that you drive currently? That I've ever driven or that I have currently that you own in the collection today. Um, you know, I only have one car currently. Um, nice. I yeah, I have so I have two trucks. Yeah. Um, I have two SUVs, and then I have one car. Um, and my I guess I should car, have said vehicle. Yeah. Well, the car that I like is the one that I currently have. It's the Mercedes Benz AMG GTR. Um, and dude, it is such a fun car to drive. It's really <laughs> small. It is really small. But it's such a fun car to drive. And, dude, it it hits the racetrack like nothing. I mean, that car is just – and I've had a lot of exotics. That car is by far the funnest. Top speed you hit with it? Um, 170. I've actually never gone that fast. Not in you a know, car. It, it's, it's actually – if you're not in an exotic car, it's scary as shit. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, I've gone one – I've gone 137 in an F450. That, well, okay, I can see. And yeah. that, dude, that <laughs> that was where you were like, I'm pretty sure we're gonna meet Jesus. Like that <laughs> one, I'm pretty sure we're gonna meet. Because, dude, it was scary shit, and you're just like, I don't know if this thing's gonna hold together. Now that was way scarier than doing 170 in my GTR. It's it's wild because I think I think like the drive shafts are only rated for a certain speed before they shear. Like it like. Just the well, f- the vehicle starts failing at that point. Well, yeah, and they only let you go to like 110 before they govern out. But we yep. obviously took the governor out. <laughs> Why not? 
Um, and, and it was on a truck that was on, uh, 40 inch tires. So 137 on 40 inch tires. Like you're pretty sure something's going to give. That's wild. That's wild. And it all stayed together. That's amazing. It all stayed together, dude. We were good. So, um, yeah, dude, this is, this is fucking amazing. I do have another question for you and for all you gun enthusiasts out there. Why Pac-Man? <laughs> um, so if you if you look in my actual safe, yeah, um, I you you have the option to do like fifteen different screens, okay, um, and that's just one of them. But dude, who didn't like Pac-Man? If you don't like Pac-Man, you got to get out. That's a hundred. I got so fucking frustrated with that game, dude. If I you never don't won. like Pac-Man, you got to go. <laughs> It was just, it was odd. It like, and I'm not saying like odd in a bad way. I'm just like, didn't expect it. I mean, here you got this. Listen, it takes talent, and a lot of people aren't ready for that kind of talent. I love, <laughs> I loved Pac-Man growing up. I still, dude. I wasn't even really a gamer growing up. I really wasn't. I only played two games my entire life, and Pac-Man was one of them. Yeah, I remember playing the like the original GTA, which like that was in like art class in high school. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I was never really a fucking gamer either. Um, yeah, yeah, but, dude, but yeah. So when I put when I put the safe together, I'm like, we gotta have Pac-Man up there. Have to. <laughs> so, so the fucking house, dude, that is absolutely fucking gorgeous, and um, I know the answer to it, but you built that. Yeah, you built it yourself. Yeah, so um, I I literally drew I drew on a napkin what I wanted it to look like at lunch one day. And then I had my buddy who had a general contracting license, um, uh, anchor homes essentially. And I just said, listen, man, I I would love for your help and guidance, but I'm building this bitch by myself. Like I just am. This is one of those, like, just go and do right. Like I had no idea what I was doing, but I'm like, I'm just going to do it. So I, we, we designed it. I gave my napkin to the engineer, to the architect. And I was like, here you go, man, make this work. Um, they looked at me like I was an idiot. And then, uh, and then I literally, I, we got our plans back and I bought a, a, an RV, a trailer and I parked it on my lot and I'm like, I'm going to be here every day. I'm going to be overseeing it all. I'm going to hire and fire. I'm going to pay my subs. Like I'm going to be here every fucking day and we're going to, I'm just going to build this thing. So we did dude. It took, uh, it took just under a year, which is kind of crazy, especially during COVID because nothing worked right. And, uh, and we just kind of, uh, we got to the most frustrating phases and then we got through it. So it was, uh, it was great. I've been in, I think it's been built for about a year and a half. Hell yeah. That's, that's fucking amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the way I would want to go metal and concrete. Yeah. Nothing better. Hell yeah. Awesome. So, um, you know, you're obviously living the life you got limitless now. Um, I'll let you talk about that 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 seems like that's amazing um what you got yeah, going dude. on there i uh so i i own a few companies still but i'm really only focusing on one and that's limitless society um i firmly believe that everybody should live the life they want and the only way to live the life you want is to become the greatest version of yourself which yep. means you have to invest in growth you mm-hmm. personally have to invest in growth And if you work as hard on yourself as you do on your job, 
you 100% will be more successful than you could possibly imagine. In fact, if there's a message that I would give to your guys, are you there? Yep. Okay, the screen kind of cut out. If there's a message that you could give to your guys, it would be this. If you would work as hard on yourself as you do on your job, because I know you, everybody listening, they're, they're hard workers, you will 100% be more successful than you could possibly imagine. It just takes you working on yourself more than you work on your job. Dude, words to live by. Um, thank you. Thank you for all of this. Absolutely, um, dude. So, I mean, honestly, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Um, we'll obviously pick your brain more as we go. Um, but this has been a pleasure. Thanks for being on. Absolutely, dude. Thank you. And and again, dude, not because this isn't a paid shout out. Your guys' stuff is by far the best shit out there. And I, I literally, I wear it all the time. I love everything you guys do. And as a special thanks to our loyal listeners, we're giving $10 off your next purchase of $60 or more at bruntworkwear.com. Use discount code BUCKETTALK10. That's BUCKETTALK10.